Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of 48 Minutes, brought to you by the 48MinutesNetwork.com. I am Tim Daniel, joined as always by my co-host Sean Mackey. We dive into the teams of Tankapalooza for 2019 and our biggest questions for every lottery team. So we talk about that, and that's kind of the basis of the episode. But obviously, tonight's the night, folks. It's finally here. At Large Bid, live at Braxton Brewery. Uh, from 7.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be there getting you ready for the NCAA tournament since it does start tomorrow. We're going to be talking about all the regions. We're going to have a our calm reaction now instead of our immediate reactions to like we did Selection Sunday. And, of course, we'll be raising funds for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Uh, we've already crushed our goal. Thank you all who have don- donated. This is super cool, and we're greatly appreciative. Um, but we're really, really excited for this project. We've worked so hard on this. Uh, since we started doing at-large bid this year, we really just want to kind of make this a thing, and we're so fortunate that everyone's backed us up. The whole 40 minutes team, not just myself and Ryan, and now Taylor coming back and joining the crew, but Kyle and Ben have worked so hard, and they've made things amazing for the Shot Callers crew. They've sleeps and balance been spectacular. Myself and Sean, you know, we've worked together for years now, um, but where we are compared to where we used to be is amazing. And tonight, at Large Bid, live at Braxton Brewery, raising funds for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, having my pal Brad Redford joining me, having Kevin Johnson joining us. We never thought this was going to be the case. Like, we... We never thought it would be as big as it is so fast. It was the goal, but where we are now, we're greatly appreciative of the whole network. So tonight is going to be a huge stepping stone for that. And it's only the beginning. Um, we know we got goals for the NBA teams to do this as well. So before I get all sentimental, and let's still forget about At Large Bid live tonight, 7.30 to 9. We'll be live streamed from our YouTube channel as well if you can't make it out. So without further ado, though, this is 48 Minutes Time. This is Tankapalooza. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kitzrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Youngest is covered in bucket, and the one we coming with. Others in love with the drug, and this man we just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. Kind of taking a leaf out of the Shot Collars books, um, we wanted to do the biggest questions for every team in Tankapalooza. Um, hopefully that was not their plan for next week's show. If it was, we apologize, but we call dibs. Dibs on Tankapalooza? Yes, okay. dibs on Tankapalooza. So we're going to go through each of each back and forth on some teams and the Tankapalooza. Um, read off their records the last 41 games, and we're going to say what our biggest wonder is for each team. And if we want to throw a decent fit in there, I'm down for that as well. So, Sean, starting Tankapalooza, the worst records in the last 41 games. This tweet courtesy of Bill Simmons, of course. At number one in Tankapalooza, the last 41 games, the New York Knicks at 5-36. and 36. Now, if you remember, this team did trade away Kripsos Porzingis. They decided not to buy up <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. And they have Dennis Smith Jr., what is your biggest question for the Knicks going into Tankapalooza? Um, going to Tankapalooza, are you sure that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are coming? Yes. The answer is yes. The answer <laughs> should be yes. So they are 
they are playing this uh, better than any other team right now, and I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you why. They are actually legitimately trying to lose. Right. This is, this is the, you know, the, the South Park Little League baseball tournament, you know, where the kids are all trying to lose so they don't have to play, you know, this summer, you know. So it's, that's exactly what they're doing right now. Um, and they're doing a hell of a job. So, the with the exception of the Lakers game that happened a couple days ago, where Mario Hazania just wanted to stick it to LeBron the last second, which that's fine. Um, you know, the game after that, they lost by thirty six to the Raptors. They lost by like twenty something uh, by the Spurs. You know, they they barely lost to the Pacers. Let's see here. Um, they lost to the Suns. I mean, like these guys are these guys are professionals. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like their only wins that they've had, like in the last, you know, let's say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Like last twelve games, they've won two, and it's been by a combined uh, six points. <laughs> so, like right. they're doing it exactly right. They're not. But they're not even making it look like they're competing, though. That's the problem. You know, it it would be a little bit sexier if they made it look like they were competing, and and they're not. But it doesn't matter because these guys are going to look like absolute studs, you know, next fall when they come out on the court, when they have, you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and possibly Zion Williamson. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, I mean, they're doing everything right. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think the Knicks have managed. If they could, the Knicks could do something right, it had to have been tanking, right? Like, well, and and getting rid of Porzingis. I mean, which was something we didn't even think was possible at the beginning of this season. No, um, you know, we didn't even think that was going to be a thing because we, you know, we talked so much shit about Phil Jackson, who who suggested it a couple years ago, and the fact that they had already. You know, it, I mean, story came out and he was moved like immediately. Yeah, it was you know? it was fast. It was it was very it was very very fast. So it's great. Um, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. He's a good piece for them. You know, you throw uh, you know Kyrie Irving on that team, Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, maybe DeAndre Jordan stays next year for a discounted rate. I mean, I don't. I don't know, um, but they're going to look really good in the draft this year. I think. I mean, I think they're going to be guaranteed what, like a top three draft pick. So right now, yeah, they have, according to Tankathon, um, they're one of three teams that have a fourteen percent chance at the number one overall pick between Phoenix and Cleveland. But they can't fall outside of the four, correct? At this point, not right now. No. Okay. So so fifty-two point one percent chance of a top four pick. Now there's a lot of drop off between three and four, correct? Yes. Okay. Which we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So what do we got next? Who else is who else is awesome at sucking? Number two, the Phoenix Suns. Oh man. And this is this is another team that um has great pieces. Mm -hmm. And these guys these guys are fun on paper. Would you agree? Uh yeah, on paper, but you know. They're but they're not fun. But they're not fun at all. So they are going to you know, in the sun. Let's see here. Hold on, just a second. Let me just bring up some scores here. I mean, Aiton's had a quiet, quietly decent rookie season. He hasn't been awful, so they have that going for them. So he'll be in his second year next year. Booker, once again, he's putting up. Uh, 
putting up some decent some decent numbers as well. But let's see here. Over the last few games, they lost to the Bulls. That was mm-hmm. that was a faux pas on the Bulls' part. They shouldn't have they shouldn't no. have been baited on that one. Um, you know, and they lost to the Rockets. That's fine. These guys they beat the Warriors the other day. That was weird. So I don't know. They're not. Uh, they've won and they beat the Bucks a couple days ago. These guys really over the last couple games. These guys don't really know what they're doing anymore. <laughs> Which is my question. My question is why. Well, one, it's why do you keep – how do you can, much longer can you keep selling this to your fan base? Um, really, you've had one good draft pick. I'm not counting Aiden yet um, in the last four or five years. Sure, and sure. You, that was your latest pick in this group with Booker. Yeah. And he's been rough this year. I think he's shooting 31% from three this year, something terrible. He's still, he's still, he's still padding the stats, though. He's still, he's still getting the points. He's getting the threes. But, yeah, his shooting percentage has gone down. Yeah. So <clears throat> my question to the Phoenix is what more can you tell your fan base? The Knicks, they have a plan. They're they're putting that to their fan base. The Cavaliers will get there. Uh, the Bulls, whatever. But the the Suns literally have ruined every wing they've taken. Let's never forget they had a manage to get two top ten picks in a draft and took Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender. Yes, who they did. Yowzas. Oh yeah. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. Swings yeah. and a miss there for sure. <laughs> Um, it's one thing to swing and a miss once in the lottery, but to do it twice, that's like, that's like Johnny Flynn, Memphis Grizzlies bad. Almost. Yeah, that, that yeah. is, that is. So that is my question to the Suns is what do you continuously tell your fan base to make them keep coming back? I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, they're not going to be getting any, uh, solid free agents this year. You don't say. They are not. There is no one. Maybe Lonzo, <laughs> if he forces a trade there, like his, his dad wants him to. But um, I don't think there are any like major free agents that are going to consider the Suns right now. So I, I would say that's a very strong point. That's a very fair point there, Sean. I mean, the, the Knicks. The Knicks are going to get free agents, right? It's so, a market, and they they already know what the Knicks already know what they're getting. Okay, we already know. And and I've said this before. If it you know you keep hearing something like in the rumor mill with the NBA, it usually is true. <laughs> no, it's true. Of late, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, most of the time these days, like, I mean, nothing, you know. And then even when you know someone's plans are are you know revealed early, they're like, oh no, I'm still keeping my options open. And it's like like Fred Hoiberg to the Chicago Bulls. We'll just go ahead and say that. Like everybody knew that was going to happen a year ago, and we were like, oh, maybe it won't. And it did. It did. Like all of the rumors were true from like day one. <laughs> so, um, so the Suns, they're not getting anybody. So I, I, and they've been winning games. So they're kind of, I mean. They're terrible. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna keep tanking. But I don't, with the exception of of you know the top three you know players, I I don't even know if any of those guys can can make a difference um, this first you know next season. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know. So, because it's probably gonna be Jaw, right? They'll probably take it's gonna, Jaw. They have the they'll probably pick. yeah. They need a point guard. So yeah. Yeah. So number three, the Cleveland Cavaliers. What is the question here? Uh, the question is going to be, is the NBA rigged when they win the lottery again? <laughs> That's going to be the question because I'm, I'm convinced it's going to happen again. And I'm, I'm going to – it's going to be like, you know, like pissed off uh, 
playing PS4, throwing my controller, like, kind of reaction when that when that happens. But that that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the question is definitely that, because people who don't know what we're saying. So, since LeBron left Cleveland in 2010, or 2009, sorry, the Cavaliers had the, the four years LeBron was gone before he went back to Cleveland, they had the first pick in three of those four lotteries. Now, that ended up being Kyrie Irving. Anthony Bennett and Andrew Wiggins. Oof. And Andrew Wiggins, of course, when LeBron came to town, was traded for Kevin Love. So, yes, it's weird that three times in four years a team has the number one pick in a lottery. So, yeah. I'm yeah. with you. And, I mean, if, if we were going to talk conspiracy theories, which we're not today, but if we were going to talk about conspiracy theories, like, uh, how much was, you know, if, if the NBA was trying to, you know, theoretically help out Cleveland – they did throw them a few bones. Yeah. And, and, the, and, bones, and the bones, um, they broke. They broke. Yeah, none, none of those pieces are even there anymore. So, yeah. And I don't know where Anthony Bennett is. <laughs> in the G League, bro. Is he Is he playing in the G League? I haven't he heard, is. I haven't heard anything on the Anthony Bennett front in a while. So Yeah, nor I, will you. No, yeah. So I'm glad. Thanks for keeping me up. Of you course. Should, you should start running a Twitter, like, every day. Like, where <laughs> where is he? What is he doing? What kind of where Doritos does he like now? is Anthony Bennett? <laughs> we'll get uh, Rockapello to sing it. It'll be great. <laughs> so I love it. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. All right. So I have our beloved Chicago Bulls. Chicago. Chicago, um, they're trying. They're trying to tank, but they've got some good players right now. So I know. Um, so my question is, who's the missing piece? Because right now you have your shooting guard. Otto Porter has looked like he's going to be your small forward. He's done a really good job since the trade. You obviously have Laurie Markin, and next year you're banking on Wendell Carter coming back. So that means you need a point guard. Who's your missing piece? If John Moran is taken with a Phoenix pick like we expect he will be, does this open the door for the Bulls to take Darius Garland from Vanderbilt because he's had a year off? Does this open the door for them to take R.J. Barrett to have him play point guard and just play such ability defense like we've talked about quite a few times? Who is your missing piece to give the core five for your future, the Chicago Bulls, for at least the next five years? You know, I don't even know, man. Like, I mean, I feel like it's it's either Zion or Ja. I mean, it's it's got to be like one of the two for them. Otherwise, this is going to be kind of a, a wasted year again, which is par for the course. But um, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, they need a point guard. I mean, you're right. right. I mean, more than anything, they do need a point guard. I mean, if Zion's on the board, obviously, and they have the number one pick, they're they're gonna take him, and they'll they'll make it work. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I I you have to believe um, they have their eye on Jaw. Oh, for sure. But I mean, like really, really. I mean that that might be who they really, really, really want because I'll tell you, man, Chris Dunn, he's not cutting it. He's not good at basketball. No, he's not going to be a basketball. He's not really that good. He he might be a good backup point guard, but we don't know. We don't know. Um, I just I don't know. I don't. I I don't have faith the Chicago Bulls are going to make the right choice. <laughs> this Could, if, if if they don't have a top three pick. Yeah, because we know like the likelihood of them trying to trade up with Phoenix is probably not very good. The likelihood of Phoenix taking that deal if they also want John Morant is also not very good. No. No. I don't want Phoenix to get John Morant, not just because I want the Bulls to get him, because we know Phoenix doesn't know how to develop players. 
They do not. They no. knew back in the the mid two thousands, they were really good at uh, keeping old players going, like Grant Hill and Shaq. And Shaq but, yeah. but besides that, you know, they're not they're not about the development of uh, you know keeping players or you know developing anyone. So, and I'm not really sure, you know, I I don't know how long their head coach is going to be there either. I yeah, mean, I don't. Uh, I'm a little worried about that too. So, because I mean, I I think. We kind of went into this year thinking, you know what, this they might make a little bit of noise this year because, like I said, they look good on paper, but you know, right? But it's the Suns. It's the, the Suns. Day, it's the Suns. It's the Suns. Ooh, Sean, you have a good one here because this is a team that's really showing flashes of, of great futures. Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks are are doing well. They they need to tank a little worse than they're they're currently doing, but well, they have two first round picks. They, uh, yeah, Two they top do tens. Have, yeah, so right now, it is, you know, we were drafting just by record today. They would have five and six today. So um, that's that's huge. So they're going to – that's that's going to be big for them. Um, this is good for them. Uh, Trey, Trey Young has been – he's been great. I mean, we didn't think he was going to be great. He's been really good. John Collins has been a beast this year. So um, – they are taking some steps in the right direction, and um, you know, I, I kind of trust what they're doing. I do too. They they had this idea of being the baby warriors, and you're really starting to see it, and I love it. Yeah, I, I've said before, I really want them to get Jared Culver in this draft from Texas Tech. Okay, he's a shooting. He's like a six five point guard, but albeit. Let's see what NBA my my old favorite draft site NBADraft.net says about Mr. Culver. They are comparing him to. One Nick Anderson. Oh, I like that comparison, actually. Do you like that comparison? I do. I mean, this is probably ran by, like, a 12-year-old in his mom's basement, but, you know, sometimes they... You think a 12-year-old's going to know who Nick Anderson is? Yeah, some... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, 2K is... is, uh, Let (laughs) everybody know. I mean, there's... There was a guy who showed up on 2K last week that I didn't even know of. (laughs) I'm like, who who the fuck is this guy? Um, So Atlanta, Atlanta is doing... They're doing... They're... They're... They need to be tanking a little harder, but step in the right direction. Whatever they, they do, I, I feel like they're going to um, do the right thing. Is your question, are you not tanking hard enough? That is that is the question. That is the question. Okay. All right. Why are you not tanking hard enough? Yeah, because, I, I mean, like if, if you – I mean, you – I mean, I don't know. I feel like it, there's there's going to be three teams that are going to win this this draft lottery. This is the way I look at it. It's either going to be Cleveland, New York, or Atlanta, and I feel like one like one of those three is going to luck out. And I wouldn't mind seeing Atlanta get the number one pick. They're fourteen and a half games behind the Knicks. Yeah, for the number one pick. Yeah, I'm going to say that's highly unlikely that they get the number one pick. Well, I mean, it's the the. Yeah, but if you look at the the odds this year, they're not as bad as they were in years past. Right, you're correct there. So, but they so, have a ten and a half percent chance of the number one pick, when the Knicks, Suns, and Cavaliers have a fourteen percent chance. Yeah, but that's that's really not that much. I mean, before it was it was much more lopsided. So they have more of a chance now than they ever have. Let's not so, forget if they want to rig this lottery, the Lakers are going to be in it too. So that that's true and that's that's another team where there's 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 a few sure signs that the nba is rigged uh <laughs> knicks knicks no knicks are they're, they're the worst team so we'll just say cleveland and lakers yeah all right one of those so next team's memphis my question for memphis, memphis. is 
when will you move on from Mike Conley? You had your opportunities this trade God. deadline. You moved on from Marcus Saul. You know that this this era of grit and grind is over. Tony Allen's gone. Vince Carter's gone. Zach Randolph is gone. You know, now that Marcus Saul's gone, you've just left Conley by himself. You've got Jaron Jackson Jr. who's hurt right now. Um, and you have, you know, you have Javante Carter who could potentially be a good backup point guard for you in the future as another young guy. But other than that, you have nothing. It's time to move on from Mike Conley. At one point, he was the highest-paid point guard in the league, and people were like, but he never played in an All-Star game. He was also a point guard in the Western Conference for a while with guys like Curry and Westbrook and Paul. So I don't really fault him for that. Um, but I think it's, you know, my question is, will you and and when will you move on from Mike Conley? They need to do it soon. I think, I think this summer. I think they're going to get rid of him this summer. I think so too. They could get rid of him on draft night. To be completely honest with you, yeah. I mean it, that could that could very well happen. So um, it'll Lakers be playing card Mike Conley. That is a that is a that is a very good question for that team. So what we got next? You have the great question of <laughs> oh boy the <laughs> Washington Wizards. Ooh ooh. Ugh. I almost feel like, and I, I feel bad saying this. I feel bad saying this. With Bradley Beal's stock going up as high as it has lately with John Wall not playing, do you sell high right now? Yeah, that's a good question, honestly. I like that question a lot. I mean, I mean, he's not really doing the team any favors right now. You know, this this team has had a few decent little playoff runs. Um, I, th- I believe one to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple uh, years back. Yeah, yeah, not too long so, ago. The Paul so, Pierce year he was there. Yeah, so, um, you know, and that, that era is over with. John Wall uh, hurt for the year, so he's kind of washed. Um, I don't – Only I don't, $40 million tied up in him, no big deal. Only $40 million, and I, I think we can, we can honestly say he's probably the better of the two players right now. And he's playing some really good basketball at the moment, so I would just – I would just go ahead and sell high on him. Should they sell high now? I love it. I would totally love if Bradley Beal got to be in a situation where he can go to a team and kind of maybe be a missing piece, maybe be the go-to guy, not having this distraction of like Dwight Howard and John Wall and Thomas Bryant and all that stuff. And he can just <laughs> go and just kind of I, – I, literally, I just named three guys who had some weird issues this this year. And Dwight Howard played like six games for the Wizards. And put Bradley Beal in a situation where he can go be awesome. Trade him to the Clippers. Trade him to the Clippers next year. Hell, oh my he god, could go to, he could go to the other LA team. We're cool with that too. That's yeah, fine. yeah. I'm down. I'm 100 percent down for that. We know this. I'm, I just that's too easy to say at this point. It's too easy. It's just like any good player. Go to LA. Go to LA. Either of them. Yeah, it's it's basically like talking about the Dallas Cowboys for football players at this point. Exactly. Exactly. So, is the next team on the list the New Orleans Pelicans? It sure is, Sean. And my question is. What are you doing? <laughs> Your Anthony Davis minutes restriction is stupid. Either he plays or he doesn't. It's not that hard. There, the, the NBA has been a real mess this year. Like, it's not it's been fun. Been, it is. <laughs> you're not wrong. This is not. This has not been a good season. I mean, can we say that already? Yeah. I mean, There's I mean, been the, re- the, re- the, the regular season has been kind of a wash for me. I don't. I don't. 
And I don't know if it's because of the the ultra hype with LeBron going to LA and that fizzling out the the Anthony Davis trade. I mean, uh, that didn't happen. I mean, I remember the day we we were you know potting about that. We did that emergency podcast, and I asked you. I said, Tim, does he play another game with the New Orleans Pelicans? And you told me no. And <laughs> just a just a spite us. He's been playing in limited minutes. Everything in New Orleans has been a mess. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea. I mean, he's gone. Right. There's no, there's no coming back. There's no, he's going to be like, all right, I'm in. Like he's already said the money doesn't matter. I mean, I mean for actual Pelicans fans, I don't know who you are out there, but, um, cause I'm always talking mountains of shit about you guys, but, um, (laughs) um, (laughs) we should have just in the college thing where like two teams could have the same mascot. Yeah, I. Oof, oof. Anyways, you know, like you, there's like the one. There's normally like the region that instantly turns as like three wildcats. So you're like, yeah, all yeah. right, bet my money in the wildcats. Yeah, that would be fine. That's fine. So I, I don't know. They're what are they doing? Is is what are you doing? Is is the best question to ask that <laughs> team because they they don't even know. They're they're just as lost as our question. Yeah, I agree. So Sean, you get the lucky one again. At number ten, you get the Los Angeles Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers, um, <laughs> who have a three percent chance at the number one overall pick and a thirteen point nine percent chance at the top at a top four pick. It's not terrible odds for a top four pick. No, um, I don't. I don't know. Their their um, next season is going to be, you know, pretty much decided by free agency next year. I don't. No, unless unless they get one of those, you know, unless they get Ja Morant. Well, I mean, Lonzo's there. I don't know if they're ready to cut ties with that or not. I know he's out for the rest of the season. Um, you know, I don't know how, how much better R.J. Barrett makes them on an already young team. Um, Zion, obviously, that would be fun, but I don't even know how well he, he drags him up a season. So you never know. So I don't. I don't know what the Lakers are going to do. They're, they're the biggest question mark on this board, and um, I, I think their biggest question is, you know, which direction are we going to go in? Because they have created such a mess with their within the culture of their, their team. Um, the front office seems to be a mess. Luke Walton is probably gone uh, as soon as the season ends. I mean, I, I have no effing idea what's going to happen out in L.A. Yeah, I agree with you. I, uh... You know, they've definitely tainted what we thought this Laker thing could be. Yeah. Um, obviously, the disappointing season on top of everything else. But, you know, it's time to see. It's time to make a move to go what to see what you want to do for the future. And this is your moment. Exactly. So, all right. I have the Charlotte Hornets. Now, we already know the Charlotte Hornets are planning on locking up Kemba Walker for the max. Is this the right move? Here's why I think that. Here's why I'm asking that. Would I lock up Kemba Walker? We know I would. Absolutely. He's one of my favorite players ever. So by the time his max is up, he'll be 32 years old. He'll probably be making about $34 million a year. Oh, my God. You know, like in that range. So that's, it, a, that, that's a lot to pay a Kemba Walker at that age. And here's my other thing. I mean, I'm, sure. I'm guesstimating there. Here's my other thing. If you are going to lock up Kemba Walker, <clears throat> what's your next coinciding move? Is it... Paying Nicholas Batum for another two years at $27 million. Ugh. Is it? Oh, okay, Bismack Biombo 17 mil drops off after this year. That's good. 
Oh, that's good. That's and a relief. <laughs> is it paying Marvin Williams another 15 mil next year? These Hornets contracts are terrible. So if you are really going to do this route, where <laughs> they you're gonna... really are bad. Like they are really bad. terrible, <laughs> terrible. If you're going to do this route, where you're going to lock up Kemba Walker, which I don't mind doing, and I think you kind of have to honestly because he's been the best Hornet ever. Um, he is the best Hornet ever. Then you got to you got to have a, a, a second part to that plan because this is not looking good. No, it is not. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know if if you you lock up you lock up Kimba or you trade him. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? I would sure. Tra- well, you can't trade him because he'll be a UFA this year. No, I mean they could sign and trade him. Sure, but you know that's <clears throat> like where you know besides the obvious that we keep bringing up for potential guys, but everyone's bringing up guys to go there. So yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know where he goes. That you know, makes a team that much better. Yeah, I, mean, I don't either. So, all right, that brings you okay. to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota, but just barely in this tank of Palooza. Yeah, just barely. They have a seven point one percent chance at the top four pick and a one point five percent chance at a number one overall. Well, this one's tough. It is. Because um, had so much turmoil at the beginning of the season, um, I'm not uh, I'm not really sure uh, what they can do to to help this team. They already locked up Carl Anthony Towns. Yes, which so, was the right move. Which was the right move. So that is that is huge. Um, but. You know, and Andrew Wiggins has got a lot of money on his contract. He is he is not that great. Um, you know, Derrick Rose, great season. Yes. I'm assuming is he is he just is he, is he under a one year right now? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I I guess I guess you try to bring him back for for another you know run again, but I don't. I don't know. I, I guess. I guess the question for Minnesota is what what direction are they going to go in? Because I feel like they've been in rebuild mode. Constantly. Minus minus one year where they traded for Jimmy Butler, where they traded and it and it and it blew up in their face. So and they lost two really really good players because of that. That I genuinely think could both be helping them tremendously right now if they had Lowry Markinen and Zach Levine. Yeah. For sure. I mean, don't you think that would be a fun team? Or do you think it would be, like, too many cooks in the kitchen? Um, it very well has the potential to be too many cooks. But at the same point, you know, minus marketing, Levine, Wiggins, and Towns played a year together. They did. They yeah. did. And they were starting to kind of build some, you know, some chemistry there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't um... – Yeah, didn't they get a little hot at the end of the year, if I remember? They did. Yeah. They did. They did get a little hot at the end of the year. So, um you know, I don't. I don't know. I think their biggest question is: is what direction do they want to go in? You know, are they going to go out and find? Are they going to throw a lot of money at a free agent? Do they have enough money to throw at a free agent? You know, which I don't really think they do. You know, do they want to you know keep Taj Gibson another year? I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know what their money situation. I don't think their money situation is good between their Wiggins and Towns contracts. Which yeah, again. They have- I signed Towns to that contract any day of the week. And Dario Saric has kind of fizzled since he's gotten there. Rocco's been decent. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that's an interesting one. So two teams, we have no idea what directions are going to go this offseason, the Lakers and the Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, Love it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I now have the Orlando Magic. And my question for the Magic is, <clears throat> what is your expectation for Markel Fultz? Do you plan on him being the point guard of your future? Do you think he'll be a role player? Do you think he'll be healthy to play next year? You guys haven't really left had a plan. I understand you're kind of letting it low, lay low while, for a while because you want him to rehab and get better and you want to play the long man game. But what is the plan? What do you guys want from Markel Fultz, and how does that determine what your future is, especially in this lottery, I mean, in this draft? If you're picking in the lottery, you're picking you know, late lottery at this point because you're still contending for that one of those last spots in the East. Where do you go from there? Bigger question, why do you want your future to be controlled by how Markel Fultz develops? <laughs> because, I mean, so let's look at this team right now. They've got, obviously, Aaron Gordon is probably their best player. Not, sure, not, sure. Yeah. We'll go with best. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and most expensive at 21590000 Best and most expensive player. Yeah. So, <laughs> Did they give out an award for that there in Orlando? Or Oh, they do. Don't you worry. Best and most expensive. <laughs> you are going to have a lot of money drop off this year. Timothy Mozgov, 16 mil, goes away. Nikola Vucevic is going to be a free agent at 13250000 So that's money that goes off your off your books. And you, know, and, you, you and, have a chance and we, to sign we, him back. Yeah, but do you think they will? I think they will. I think. I mean, I, I should say I think they're going to give a fight, but I think someone's going to try to out, gonna probably outmatch him because they're the magic. And also, that question I have is, what's the plan with Mo Bamba? If Markel Fultz and Mo Bamba are part of your future plan, great. You have two guys who are taking his top five picks, and Jonathan Isaac, too. What do you do with them? Oof. I don't know. That is a good question. Um, oof. Magic's a weird team. They're so weird. Um... What would you do? What What do you think? I would probably, depending on the money Vucevic wants, because he's gonna be he's gonna get some good money. I would see if they can match, and if they can't, Shaquille O'Neal and Dwight Howard all over again. Just yeah. you know, you have a center you can try to try to bloom into being that next big Orlando Magic center, and then you see if you can make things happen where he can stay long term. Your fans don't really care, and it sucks. Yeah, they they don't really care. You're right. Yeah, because I, I I like I genuinely like the talent on this Magic team. I don't necessarily think they're good. I don't necessarily think they're a super team that can make a run, but I like the Not talent. I like the group of guys they have. I just hate that Jonathan Isaac wears number one. We've talked about this many times. We can talk about it many more times. But they're a young team, um, and you know they're going to have money situation next year, which if I'm a free agent, I'd want to live in Florida. I mean, hell yeah, I'd want to live in Florida all year. But at it's, the same it's point. C- it's central Florida, but sure, sure. Yeah, right. You got, you got good weather most of the year. You got and, Disney uh, World and Universal. You get you got, a Wizarding you got World. beaches within a couple hour drive. So, yeah, you uh, probably have a Blu-ray copy of the movie Beaches, too. You, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's probably on everybody's shelf in, in, in central Florida. Yeah, I figured it was, right? <laughs> All right, fine, whatever. You're like, you're like, I, I think I'm right, but cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Sean, the last team in these Tanka Tanka Palooza, well, not really. They're just the last, the 14th team in the lottery. 
um, and they don't have their pick. The Sacramento Kings. Which goes to Boston. Yes. So yeah. I don't give a shit about what the Celtics question is. What is your question for the future of the Kings without this draft pick? Um, can Buddy Heald be the guy? So far, all signs point to yes. Him and, him and Aaron Fox have been but is he, outstanding. But is he is he going to is he going to be the number one option on a good team? I mean, time will tell. Okay. <laughs> you know, I I mean, I I know that's the worst. I mean, place. he's 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 going in the right direction, but I sure. Mean, I mean, are we sure this is the guy for the for the Kings? I mean, he's he's playing well, but are we sure he's going to? You know they're going to invest in him being the cornerstone of this team, I or is it going to be Bagley? Yeah, I will say this, or is it Fox? Or is it going to be Fox? Yeah, I would lean towards Fox over those other two. To be honest with you, I mean he's he's got. I mean he has the ability to be to be a better player than all those guys, and he's the most marketable, and he's the guy you can put on your billboard to say come see us play. He's yeah. super fast. He has highlight reel dunks. Yeah, I lean towards Fox over those guys. Okay. So I, I will say this. I really love this roster. Um, I really like the Harrison Barnes move. You have him for at least another full season, yeah. which is nice. Um, Alec Burks is your second highest paid player, which he's going to be a free agent. I highly doubt they're going to give him uh, $12 million next year. Yeah. yeah. That's unlikely. And after that, man, listen to these salaries. Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's been really good for them, $9 million. Costa Kufis, he is now in his free agent year. Thank God. Um, that's eight. That's another eight point seven million. Marvin Bagley is rookie contract seven million three three hundred thousand. Bielitsa at six million five hundred thousand, and you have him for another couple of years. But still, his the most money he'll be making seven million. Then Darren Fox his rookie contract five million this year. Willie Colley Stein still on his rookie contract, also in his last year. He's a restricted free agent, so. Really, the Kings have money. They have what looks like a plan for once, which is a miracle. Um, <clears throat> you know, Boston probably thought they were going to get a, a chance at Zion Williamson when they realized they had this this pick, and it turned out to not be in their favor. Sure, which is awesome. So yeah, man, I think uh, I think the Kings have a lot of room for growth and in a fun, exciting way for once. Yeah, I think I think well out of. Out of all of the teams we've named, we've you know named off. They're the team that's you know not really looking to tank anymore, right? So really, they shouldn't be in Tankapalooza. But but you know since they are technically the 14th pick right now, tankers can't be choosers, Sean. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like Actually, looking at can. the I'm looking at the 2019 mock la, uh, mock lottery on on NBADraft.net, and they've got Boston taking Romeo Langford. You know, with that pick, so. he will not drop that low. I I didn't think so. That was going to be my next question for you. Like, is that right? Probably no. not. You're like, no, absolutely not. He's going to end up in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> Just feels like something that'll happen. Can't shoot. Get him. Get him. That's right. That's yeah. right. All right. So that was all. That was our questions for those all the question teams right now in the in the lottery at this moment. Hopefully the shot caller guys don't, crew, don't sue us for gimmick infringement on our own network. Is that a, is that a thing? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, okay. Um, so NBA stuff that also happened for we cut a couple things. We don't have much to talk about today because it's the worst time of the NBA season, really. Um, yes. Jim Boylan. 
going to bat for his team. His yeah, team going to bat for him. Yeah. Zach Levine paying his fine. Yeah, that Jim, happened. Jim Boylan and Doc Rivers getting into it. Yeah. Well, he he said he was going to pay the fine, but he he did not. Oh, I thought the NBA said that he could. They said he could, but uh, Jim actually did not allow him to do that. Ah. Oh. He said it was a nice gesture, but he he did turn it down, so they didn't. Uh, he he paid it. <laughs> so. I'm kind of coming around to him. I sort think, of. Yeah, he's done a good job with what he has with this young team that's still learning to play together and grow and has a lot of young fun talent on paper. I think he's done a pretty decent job since practice gate and just the mess of post Hoiberg. Yeah, which was a mess, but that's that's pretty typical of any kind of Chicago Bulls coaching change mid-year, which has happened frequently over the last 15. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god, so. you're right. Was he Tim Floyd? Skiles. Was Del Negro midseason? Um, Del Negro, I believe, was terminated at the very end of the season. Oh yeah, they let him go at the very end. It was weird because Skiles was fired on Christmas Day, right? Uh, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Eve. The Christmas Eve firing heard around the world. Perfect. Yeah. So. Perfect. So. Um, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm happy that the. You know, Zach Levine and him have had their relationship isn't quite as as frosty as it used to be, mm-hmm. um, but um, they still got a long way to go with that team. So, I mean, it's 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 good to see you know a player kind of bond with a with a coach for once. But uh, you know, it's you know anything can be short lived in the NBA. So you know that's it is what it is. It is what it is, indeed. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think it's I think it's entertaining for once that they've really made decent strides and the last couple of years we can make fun of how bad it was in the draft but it actually turned out to be in their favor um, the market and pick which we they didn't scout him we've talked about that many of times but worked yeah. out he's been really good obviously um, yeah yeah man I I think it's you know it's going pretty well there so other NBA things to discuss. The Shot Callers crew and I were texting today, and we realized that in the most recent Golden State Warriors game, that Steph Curry misses missed 12 three-pointers. That's a lot. That's a lot. And, you know, when Steph Curry is on, there are very few more guys that are more fun to watch when he's just consistently knocking shots down. Yeah. But lately, he's been having some games where, you know, it's um not that way. So... You and I have been critical of James Harden for having these moments where he goes like 5 of 33. And yeah. we've had, you know, but he still scores like 30 points and like everyone loves it. But us, apparently. Um, yeah, we're just we're just not lovers of that game. Yeah. So give us, give us Tracy McGrady any day. Yeah, we've said that many of times, <laughs> even though we know we know McGrady's not a better player. We just love McGrady. No. Yeah. Yeah. We, we love the idea of McGrady more than yes. we actually love McGrady. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I've come around to Steph Curry a lot of late. Does he sure. deserve? Doesn't he? Does he deserve the James Harden treatment when he has games like that? No, because he's the greatest shooter of all time. I do agree; he's the greatest shooter of all time. Sometimes, you know, he's one of those guys. Though he, he's got to shoot. He's got to shoot those. If they're open, he needs to shoot every single time. He what's, really does. What's the bad Warriors take that's going to be here? Is it going to be someone that's like? You know, like maybe he shouldn't have so many shots and warm up from the from the from the hallway to the locker room, or is is it you know? There's gonna be one terrible take of like, what was that what like uh, what's that guy like from Fox Sports? Should I say the reason LeBron acts the way he does because he was an only child? And I was like, oh, you're reaching. 
<laughs> That's Fox Sports for you. Yes. <laughs> Bringing you the hot takes. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think. Um, you know, Steph's gonna have bad games. I mean, the three point shot versus the the you know regular two point shot or the layup or, or you know whatever. It, it doesn't really matter. I mean, he he's gonna take good shots. When he's open, he's going to take bad shots when he's not open. I mean, that's just who he is. Some of them are going to go in, some that aren't. And, you know, so he might he might have had a few, you know, bad games recently. And as of today, I mean, the, the Warriors and the Nuggets are, are tied for the first record, um, you know, in the in the Western Conference. So I don't uh, – I don't know. It's uh, – it's – it you know, it is what it is. Again <laughs> – yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows? All right. Anything you want to touch on before we get out of here? Dirk. Dirk. Passing Will. Isn't that weird? Crazy. It's it's strange, isn't it? Like, it is. I mean, it's, it's not strange because he's been in the league for 21 years, but that's huge. Like, what an accomplishment. Yeah. Like, pass, passing Will Chamberlain. I mean, like, who would have thought, you know, in the early 2000s that Dirk Nowitzki would do something like that? That's That's incredible. Especially after getting lapped by LeBron. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he he's he's an incredible player. He's an incredible player. He's the best European player ever. And and congrats to Dirk, man. I'm 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 happy for him. That's it's a huge freaking accomplishment. Totally a huge accomplishment. It's awesome, man. He's been, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer. Like I said, best best European player of all time. Um, I love I love Dirk. And obviously now he has some guys under his wing. In the Lucas and the Kristaps Porzingis that he can pass his knowledge on to, and maybe Giannis seems like there's a lot of talks about the uh, the Mavericks are targeting Antetokounmpo. Oh man, I don't like that. I love it. That's too much. A Porzingis Doncic Antetokounmpo team. Give that's me too, that, that every that's day. Too, that's too much Euro ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. It's overload. <laughs> what are we gonna do? I mean. You know, it's kind of. I, I like, guess I guess we'd live with it. Yeah, we'd live with it. Once we watched it play, we'd, we'd be like, "This it. is fun." Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see Giannis go anywhere. So I'm not even going to. Uh, I'm not even going to. You know, think about those kind of. You know, or humor any of those those kind of r- rumors at this moment. Yeah. Well, we got a while. We we got a while. We're yeah. good there. So I think with that being said, we can go ahead and wrap up this week's edition of 48 Minutes, brought to you by the 48 Minutes Network and 40 Minutes Network dot com. Um, a lot of fun, a crazy week for us, show after show after show. Tweet out large bit selection Sunday show. Shot callers dual cast with the Western Conference questions for every playoff team. We just did this, and then tonight, obviously, we're recording our live show at large bid, live from Braxton Brewery, our NCAA tournament preview show. Now that we've had a couple days to think about the brackets, we're really just going to kind of go in and kind of talk about it. And now we can breathe and have had a time to clear our heads about it, so... We wanted to make sure we got this out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope to see you guys there. Got a chance to do some radio pub for it today. It was really awesome. Shout out Mo Egger for letting me do that. Overall, a great week in 48 minutes. We're so happy you guys have been along for the ride with us this week. Have a good one. It's NCAA Tournament Week. Take it easy, everybody.